Hi guys, welcome to the live feed. This is Element City Church. We're excited for you to be here tonight. We want to just let you just relax in your own home and with your family and friends and all the time that you spent. And we uh, just have a great worship time for you tonight. A couple of things before we start. Um, we have the connection card on our app. We have an app online that you can uh, actually get on either on your Google Play or in your app store. And uh, you could actually fill out the connection card if you've never been with us before or never seen the live. We'd love for you to just sign in on that. Uh, we also have another opportunity. So many opportunities are out that are going to be coming in front of us. And a lot of you have been asking about how you can help. We want you to help in this way. You can go to the website or on Facebook, and there's two buttons that you can see. I need help or I'd like to help. And so you can click both those buttons. And uh, one is for you to volunteer to say, hey, I can help in these ways and some things that you can click. There's also another button um, that you need help. And there's uh, some people have already filled that out of things that they need, some food and some other things. So if you want to be the church, we're going to be the church. This is a great way to, to do that. So just go and check those out. We also have, um, we're participating in um, a day of prayer. This um, coming Wednesday, we are um, going to be fasting from sunrise to sunset, uh, March 25th, and we are asking everybody to do that. And we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us about what's going on in the situation and give us peace. And so we're asking you to do that as a church and as a people. So you'll hear more about that a little bit later. Um, we're going to have communion tonight. And so please, uh, if you can take a little bit of a moment to run the kids into the kitchen and get some crackers and some juice, um, we're going to be doing some communion after the teaching tonight. And so please be prepared for that. Um, we also have been hearing about um, some churches um, all around Tucson that we are... We're, Elements is just one church in the larger kingdom here in Tucson. And so we uh, are going to start praying for ch other churches in our city. Last week we prayed for a church, and this week we're praying for Hope City Church. They're right there at Craycroft in 22nd, and uh, they are in an interesting neighborhood. And so they need some prayer on how to really minister in that area. So we're going to uh, pray uh, an opening tonight, but we're also going to pray for Hope City Church that they can meet their needs um, in that church. Let's pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for that you are an amazing God that provides. And Lord, you have set us up as your church and as your people to protect people and to love people and to serve people in this time. Lord, just be with us in the next few minutes as we worship you. We wanna see your glory. We wanna join you in your presence. And Lord, just be with us. Lord, be with Hope City Church as they do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but now Alive. All my failures I try to hide It was my tomb Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave 
saved my soul And now your freedom is all that I know The old man knew Jesus when I met you When you called my name Sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open. Cause when you
worship you. You are here. You're healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Time! 
so chaotic for so many people where there's so much uncertainty and yet we need this reminder God that even when we don't see it you're still working even when we don't feel it you're still working because you are the way maker you're the one who opens doors that can never be opened in any other way and your word tells us that if we just even have a mustard seed of faith that that faith can move mountains and so Jesus tonight we put all of our faith all of it in you because we know that you alone are the one who can save us. You alone are the one who can deliver us from any and all circumstances. And it's your greatest desire that you just fill us with joy. And that joy uh, comes from being in your presence, from knowing you as our Lord and Savior. So God, would you comfort us with thoughts of that tonight, that we belong to you. And for those of us who are in you, we have nothing to fear, nothing to worry because you're the way maker. And so Father, tonight, uh, just open our hearts to receive your word. Would you speak clearly to us? Bring us words of comfort, words that bring us peace. But most of all, just give us more of you. That's what we need. We need your presence. We want your presence. So Father, we pray all these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. There we go. See, even technical difficulties don't stop us. It's great to, to be with you virtually, to gather um, in your home. And so if you are new, kind of tuning in with us, uh, we're just delighted to have you here. And, and we would love just to kind of meet you. We're, uh, we're waving to you right now, uh, maybe a fist bump. You can actually do that in the comments below in Facebook and keep track of things. Uh, I know as you gather around, some of you last week, Laura, I'm calling you out, uh, ate tacos during our service and tacos are my love language. And so I just, if you're doing that again, I'm missing out and uh, I, I just speak blessing over you and maybe I'll have tacos at home. So as we uh, continue to, in our series and continue to look at things, we realize that as, as the world and the days are unfolding, it seems kind of like an out of control moment, doesn't it? But friends, we have a God who is more than enough in control. And he's able to meet you and to, to be with you, to be with your family. And so we continue to pray for you, continue to pray for you to be a light right where you are to your neighbors and to your friends and to your family, to the people that cross your path. 
And, and so just continue to shine. Continue to be that light of Christ wherever you go. And I uh, want to remind you a couple things that you know, the church is not uh, the gathered church. Occasionally we gather, and it's a space and time where we can't do that right now. But the church is always a scattered people. It's the people of God scattered to be the church with skin on, so to speak, right where you're at. And so you get to continue to be a partner with that, and we want to continue to help you. And so there's ways that you could do that on the website if you need help or if you want to help. Uh, we want to remind you, Wednesday is the opportunity for us to gather all across the city, pastors and leaders and, and lay uh, people that are part of churches to, to pray and fast and to seek God's blessing, his interaction, his activity, uh, right where we are in our city, in our country, in our world. And so we're asking you to, to be a part of that light up the dark is the hashtag we're using. You can tune in at 10 a.m. at pantano.online and kind of broadcast all throughout the city. You could be a part of that movement with us. And so so uh, as I've talked with a few of you and our team and staff have tried to reach out and will continue to reach out either online or in phone calls, um, I know a lot of you have a lot of resolve and, and things are okay. But the reality is there is a nagging fear that's a part of this whole scenario, part of the whole situation that you really can't get away from. And, and the reality is that the unknown is often very unnerving. But friends, you don't have a spirit of fear. You don't have to live with an anxiety. In fact, you can bring your worries and exchange those with God. That We're told we can approach his throne of grace to receive what we need in the moment. That we don't have a spirit of fear, but of one of purpose and of a sound mind, one of love that we can use. His perfect love cast out fear. We have the opportunity to continue to come before him and to seek out comfort in prayer and comfort one to another as the church. And so continue to be that church and to be that movement of God right where you're at. That this is our moment to take um, all of our fears to the throne of God and exchange that for faith. God, grow my faith in this moment. This is our opportunity to take all of our worries and exchange that for worship. And and that's really kind of what we're going to lean into tonight as we look and continue our, our journey through the Gospel of John. And so if you have a Bible at home, you can pull it up. You can pull it up uh, on the app and look through sermon notes and follow along there if you want. But at John chapter 12, there's this interesting story that plays out, this encounter that Jesus has with Mary. And, and not Mary from Peter, Paul, and Mary Band, but we're talking Lazarus and Martha and Mary. And there's this moment that plays out where she enters this house party that's happening and does something that catches a lot of people off guard. In fact, a lot of people have an opinion about it. And some kind of are, are thinking this is a waste Others ignore it totally, but Jesus enjoys it. And I think there's an invitation here for us to say, what do you do when you have the worries? What do you do when, when all things are kind of falling apart? Where do you go? Who do you go to? And Mary demonstrates to us who you go to and how the posture you're to take. And so I want to look into her story to help us understand that. Remember, John is writing his gospel account and he's got a purpose behind it. And he says, I want you to see Jesus, that he is the son who's come to earth to reveal God the Father and to be the rescuer of all who will believe in him. That's the hope that we have. It's the hope that holds us no matter what unfolds around us. It's the hope of Jesus, that we get to be a part of a relationship with him, connecting with God. And so in those moments, uh, and maybe uh, you think about this house party scene that's gonna happen, it's a, it's a party that's thrown in the honor of Jesus, 
thrown in the honor of Lazarus too, because Lazarus, well, he was dead just a few weeks ago and Jesus rose him back to life. And so there's a lot that's transpired and taken about. But I want you to think of what would happen. So like if you invited someone over to your house and, and you were wanting them to come in and you want, uh, you would maybe light a candle, right? Or let's, let's just hypothetically say that you're in a physical distancing uh, experiment and you still want to fill your house with a, a sweet aroma, you would light a candle and it, and it would. And Mary does something similar with a whole pint of fragrance. And as she's preparing to have this worship moment with Jesus, it's a pretty incredible moment. So to understand the moment, you kind of got to back up a little bit into John 11 and you begin to see, okay, Lazarus, well, he was the brother and he died. And it's been four days, Jesus finally shows up and Mary and Martha are just asking him to do something. If you were here, you could have done something. And then the shortest verse in all the Bible, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. And he wept, not because he didn't know what he was gonna do, but he wept because of the hurt and the pain that death and the reality of finality is and the hurt that it has on people. And then Jesus speaks to Lazarus and he comes out of the grave and, and he's resurrected. And he's alive fully well now. And it's now a few weeks later as we're leading up to the Passover and the final week of Jesus's life before, uh, before the cross and before the crucifixion. And into that moment, there's this party that's thrown in his honor. And this is kind of how it unfolds. We understand the tension that's behind it in John 11, the very last part of that chapter. It says it was now almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Many people from all the country arrived there several days early to prepare for that. They kept looking for Jesus. They stood around in the temple and they said to each other, what do you think? Won't he come for Passover? And there's this question because there's something that's transpiring as the tension is rising as the Pharisees, religious leaders of the day, have sent out a report that says, when you see Jesus, tell us, because we're going to arrest him. And so the tension is mounting. And then, chapter 12, verse 1, six days before Passover. Before it began, Jesus arrived in Bethany. It's kind of an offshoot, kind of a, a suburb, if you will, of Jerusalem. It's the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner party was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha was serving. Lazarus was among those who was reclining at the table to eat. And then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance. They say smell is one of the most powerful senses we have. The whole house is filled and, and there's this worship moment for Mary. As she's recognizing a moment of time that we're in and she's wanting to worship and honor and to celebrate and to kind of be for Jesus and allow him to enjoy what's taking place. According to that culture, Mary wouldn't have been at the table. In fact, she would have been one serving at that table, but she didn't even do that. She decided this is gonna be a worship moment. It's not taking place in a temple. It's not taking place in a church service. It's taking place in the familiarity of a home. And right in that home, she worships. And she worships her savior. This is familiar territory for Mary because every time we see her, she's at the feet of Jesus. And Mary takes this role of a servant and anoints Jesus' feet with this fragrance, with this perfume. And the fragrance fills the house. The aroma is there. And Jesus is soaking this up and enjoying this moment. And yet it strikes a chord in, in some of the disciples. Judas speaks up, 
But let's be honest, Judas is kind of in disguise in a lot of ways. He really doesn't care about what he's even going to say. He begins to shout out, hey, why did this whole expense, see, this perfume was worth a year's wages. And she's poured it out onto Jesus. And in Judas's mind, this is a waste. This money could have been sold. This perfume could have been sold for money and given to the poor. And it could have spread a whole lot further and had a whole lot more impact into being uh, a help to people. And, And who could argue with that? That makes sense at first pass, but Judas is dishonest on every level here. He doesn't really care about the poor, and he doesn't really even care about Jesus because things are turning in his heart. See, he's been the one that's been in charge of the purse strings of the disciples and their crew, and and he's been pocketing money on the side. And so what he sees in this moment is a waste and an opportunity what he could have pocketed a little bit more. And so he shouts out, and really the rest of the disciples kind of look at this whole moment. They chime in as well. The the Gospel of Mark kind of gives us a little insight into that. There's this anger that's boiling over as someone seems to have just wasted something on Jesus, and it could have gone somewhere else. And I wonder if sometimes I can get caught up, maybe you can get caught up, in doing the ministry for the Lord, and kind of trying to be out and doing all kinds of things, and yet we miss the moment and the opportunity we're given to worship the one we're serving. There's others who are at this party who are even outside, and they've only really gathered because of this miracle, that Lazarus has come back to life, and Jesus rose him, and and so they've come to see this spectacle. And I, I wonder sometimes if we can get caught up looking at the spectacle and what God does, and that's amazing and it's awesome, but in the same moment, we can miss our opportunity to worship the one who does the good. Jesus begins to respond and he says, he defends her and says, look, don't don't look down on her. She's understanding something here. He's enjoying this moment of worship. He's taking it in. He's beginning to see in defense of her to say, look, this act of hers is prompted by her heart of worship for me and preparing me for my, my burial to come that she's the one that's been proactive. Most of the disciples have missed completely what's gonna unfold in the next few days here. As Jesus is gonna be led to a cross and be crucified for the forgiveness of your sins and mine. Something Mary had picked up on because Jesus was certainly talking about it. But the disciples, his crew were, were missing the point and Mary understood. And what we see in her posture is an invitation for us to begin to posture ourselves at the feet of Jesus. The disciples accuse her of acting rashly, and yet the complete opposite is really what's happening. In a sense, what's true for us is she recognized this is a moment where I can worship Jesus for all that he's done for me and all he has yet to do for me and all he will do. And I could be captured and caught up in that moment to let him enjoy it. Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always, but you won't always have me. And so Mary took advantage of that moment and said, I I want to seize and to be here to lean in at the feet of Jesus. Every time we see Mary of Bethany, we see her in Luke chapter 10, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning and listening. John 11, Mary is prostrate at his feet, kind of grieving and asking him to intervene with Lazarus's death. And here in chapter 12, she's anointing his feet with with worship. See, worship, the heart of worship is to humble yourself and adore your savior. And I wonder if in the times that we're in, maybe this is an invitation going out again 
we're going to have opportunities to serve, and we need to take advantage of that. And we're going to have opportunities to see the works of God, and we need to revel in that and enjoy that. But despite all those things, we need to lean into a moment where we enjoy Jesus, and we're just with him. We, we worship, we want to adore, we want to be at his feet. That's the posture of our heart. And a friend, I, I want to encourage you. You got more time. What if you were to seize some of that time to take the posture that Mary gives us and, and just to be at his feet, to enjoy him, to worship him, to adore him, to lean into him, to listen to his whispers of what he has to say for you. See, true worship starts there. What Mary understood is you can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. There's a a natural response that when you love, you give. And so when we love our Savior, well, we give him our adoration, our attention, our affection. We don't just get caught up doing ministry all the time or or trying to help all the other people and miss actually ministering to him. Or we don't get caught up acting and kind of looking at all the things that he does and they're amazing and miss a moment of being with him. And so I wanna encourage you, encourage myself to seize some moments, to adopt the posture of Mary to be at his feet, to worship him, to linger in his presence. See, sometimes the disciples, I think what they saw as a waste and what they spoke about is they missed the the worthiness of Jesus himself. And all they saw was the opportunity of where this could go instead of enjoying the one who is really for this, that he is big enough to receive our worship, that he actually enjoys it. It's what the apostle Paul talks about in Philippians where he says, therefore God highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth, under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is a big deal. And the invitation for us is to take the posture of Mary and to enjoy him, to to worship him, to adore him, to put our attention on him, that he is worth your utmost devotion, And don't just settle into simply giving him a little bit of your attention from time to time. I think that's the lesson that we need to take from here is that in the opportunity that we have in this season of life, we can seize a moment like Mary did. In in the, the hustle and bustle of the party that was happening, everybody missed their opportunity except Mary. And she stepped into it and said, I want to enjoy, I want to anoint. And I even just think forward to how the smell of all that fragrance that was poured over him, he still would have smelt that a few days later as he hung on a cross. And I bet that blessed his heart. I bet that moved him. Not just in that moment, but worship has a way of moving the heart of God. And so the invitation for us is that in our moment of time, not to get caught up in the distraction of all the things or all the news or, or all the things that maybe our attention could go toward, but to redirect our attention purposefully, intentionally. Say, Jesus, I want to worship you. I want to adore you. I want to lean into you because you deserve that. You're worthy of that. We need your help a whole lot, yeah. But before I ask, I just want to enjoy you. And I want you to know that I love you. See, Jesus relishes our worship and devotion to him. It never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And so in in the living room, 
of your house, you can adore your Savior. You can enjoy him. You can lean into him. When we demonstrate our devotion to Jesus, even in small ways, remember the widow who had two coins and she dropped it in in the offering and Jesus noticed and pointed out to his disciples, said, see, she gave all that she had. And here we have Mary giving a year's worth of wages. And it didn't matter. It was the motive of the heart. That's what Jesus enjoyed. Was his kids worshiping him. It's the opportunity you have to lean in and to be at his feet and to worship him. Life will go on. And there will be a whole lot of things that transpire. But she demonstrated her devotion to Christ out loud for people to see. The question for us is, do we demonstrate our devotion to Jesus out loud for the world to see? Do we find opportunities to do that? And so friends, the challenge very, very simply is to grow your worship, to grow your devotion. Don't give Jesus just a little bit of attention from time to time. Actually begin to anchor yourself to, dev- to a devotion that's rich, in his presence, that as you spend proximity time with him, as you are faithfully loving toward him and loving toward his favorites, which is the neighbors and the people around you, that as you do that, that he notices and that he enjoys that. And that this worship is an opportunity for us to enjoy him. And so in a moment, we're gonna uh, continue on with our service in communion. And we invited you earlier to get some communion uh, elements around in your house. And we wanna invite you for us to do that together, even though we're not together, but to lean into this moment and let this be a moment of worship as we take communion together and as we enjoy kind of a posture of being at the feet of Jesus and realizing and relishing in once again, everything he did for us. If you're not a person of faith, I wanna invite you just to consider This amazing Jesus, he is loftier and bigger and brighter and better than anything you can ever get your mind around. And what would it look like for you to lean in to understand, to be curious about him and what he did for you? That after this party, six days later, he would hang on a cross. Man, for you and for me, we deserve to be there. But he took our place. He made a way. He's the way maker. It's just what he does. And so it's this invitation for us to enjoy him, to kind of take a posture of being at his feet, to worship him in our here and now, in our season of life, in our moment of history. He, he enjoys that, friends. And so as you have those elements there, as we prepare to take communion, Um, here's the question for you tonight. What would it look like for you to develop more and more a posture that we see in Mary? Where you can sit at Jesus's feet and worship him. What would be a step that you could take to grow that in your life? As we take communion. We remember the words of Paul. 1 Corinthians, he said, For I passed on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. He broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat.
In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper and said, this is the cup of a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and drink. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death and my favorite four words, until he comes again. Jesus, you're going to come again. Those of us who have put our faith in you will enjoy you forever. But we get an opportunity in our here and now to practice practice being in your presence to worship you. Jesus, you are so much bigger than we can even get our minds around. And we need you. We ask for your activity, your intervention, but most of all, your presence to be with us. For each of our church family, would you bless them? Would you minister to them? Would you meet them where they're at? Would you draw their hearts, our hearts, closer to you that we may worship you? body, mind, and spirit. That we might adopt more and more a posture of our heart of humility like Mary. That you would enjoy what we bring to you. Would you stir us afresh, God? My unbelief, you 
understand me You understand me So help me reach The faith that's underneath Cause you understand me You understand me You understand me God You understand me I throw all my cares before you My doubts and fears don't scare you You're bigger than I thought you were You're bigger than I thought So I stop all negotiations With the God of all creation You're bigger than I thought you were
In the Father's hands So I throw all my cares before you My doubts and fears don't scare you You're bigger than I thought you You're bigger than I thought So I stop all negotiations With the God of all creation You're bigger than I thought you were You're bigger than I thought you were That's an amazing song. You may be tempted right in this moment to question God, wrestle with God, uh, have doubts, have fears, but this song invites you to quit the negotiations and just worship Him, to just serve Him and seek Him and be in His presence and let Him speak life into you. So let's pray into that right now. Father, we just wanna shut out every other thought, every other challenge, every other fear right now, every other thing that we're thinking about and just worship you. We wanna draw near to your presence, God, because there is life and there is hope. And even if our questions don't get answered, there is still great uh, joy in the midst of your presence, God. And so we give you all praise and all glory in Jesus' name, amen. At the beginning of this year, uh, all the pastoral staff agreed. We prayed about it, we talked about it, and we agreed, you know what? This year is gonna be a year of prayer and intercession. And I'm so thankful that God put that on our hearts because of all of what we're seeing going on. What better place to be, what better thing to focus on than prayer? Being in God's presence and seeking His face. So again, there's many opportunities out there. Our YouTube page, go to Element City, uh, church on the YouTube page. There's 10 prayer practices. Watch those videos, three by three prayer. Again, every one of you should be trying to get three people to be praying with you and praying for you, to encourage you and what God's calling you to do. Uh, keep texting out those prayers. Uh, in fact, I'd love to hear stories about that. So if some of you have heard some of that, those stories, uh, share that with us. Uh, if you're new uh, to this webcast and this church really, uh, we invite you to download our app. And on that app, you can fill out a connection card and get connect with us. We know you're out there and then we can connect with you. Um, you can also, if you're a part of Element City Church family, that's the place to go to give. Again, I'm amazed at how giving this church is. I just wanna once again remind everybody that we really are a part of a church that's a giving church. I'd love to turn the cameras around right now and show you the different people that help uh, put these cameras on us and record these and get the videos out to you. So our church is giving in so many ways and I'm so grateful to be a part of that. Um, finally, if you go to the website on the very front page, if you do this on your phone, you may have to scroll down, but there's two orange buttons. One that says, I can help and another orange button that says, I need help. So if you're a person that wants to get involved in helping others, or if you're a person out there that has a need, or you know somebody that has a need, click on those buttons, fill out that information. We'll get it, we'll respond to you, and we'll see what God does through it. Um, finally, uh, we said a couple of weeks ago, we would do this for a couple of weeks. 
Obviously, under the unknown circumstances, we're gonna continue to do this week after week. Uh, we have other kind of ways we might do this. We hope to maybe do a drive up service one time. We hope to maybe have some discussion, some Q&A, some different ways of interacting. So keep, keep plugging in, keep listening in to each Sunday when we meet together at five. Uh, let's keep connected, let's stay connected, let's call each other, let's text each other. Let's continue to be the family of God and be the church that he's called us to be in Jesus' name, amen? All right, guys, have a great time. We'll see you next week, bye-bye.